This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, this is a big one. Ash, you ready? Yeah. Build a big little life. Hey guys, welcome. We're just kind of nervous to talk about this. I, well, let me tell you what it's about first. So we wanted to do a podcast. We did one, all the things we wish we knew about marriage before we got married. And I think that was a really cool one for everyone to hear. It was a cool one for us just to talk about. I don't think you guys, it's probably hard to understand like how therapeutic this whole podcasting thing is to us and how much like we treasure this time. It gives us it gives us more of a reason to like talk. We never sit down and just talk like this. Right. Like very rarely do we have solid conversations like this. But the fact that like that we're recording it, you know, and because we know we're going to put it out there, it does something to our brains where we talk more openly and freely with each other. And I guess we highly recommend starting a podcast <laughs> between well, you and your such, spouse. It's just so different from vlogging. Vlogging's I feel like a lot more work. Uh, It's, well, for one thing, you're not sitting the whole time you vlog. Right. You got to keep things visually interesting. It's just a lot more, I don't know, vlogging's draining. Uh, We love it. We love it. But like vlog days are busy days and they're just kind of after a vlog day where you've filmed a big vlog and you've done a big thing, even if it's just at home, you just are like, oh, like I need (laughs) to sit down and just be quiet kind of. But podcasting is cool because it's like we're existing in this quiet space. Yeah, the kids are napping right now. It's the afternoon. We've cleaned some things up and it's nice. Did we say what we're even talking about? No. So we're talking about what we wish we knew about having kids. Not like the whole pregnancy birth situation, which if like let us know if you guys want to hear what we wish we knew about that because there's like seven gazillion things I wish I knew going into that. I think a lot of people would want to know that. Just your pregnancy story and... It's hard because how it went, what you wish you would have known. If you ask for this, you have to like bear in mind that I was a grouchy pregnant lady, and (laughs) I'm not one of those ladies who is like the heaven smiled on me the day that I was pregnant, and they didn't stop smiling until I had that baby. You're just very real about it. I mean, pregnancy is not easy. Honestly, like I think some people truly enjoy that part of their life being pregnant Uh because it's great for them, but it wasn't great for me, and I love my children, but I hated. Ashley has really hard pregnancies. I don't even know if I do. I don't know either. I have never been married before. Pregnant? (laughs) And haven't followed along another woman's pregnancy nearly how I followed along with yours because I'm your husband. So, but from what I can see, it's, I mean, it's really hard on you. Mm -hmm. And it's just not something that's easily enjoyed. Ashley understands the beauty of it. I don't even. Bringing I was my whole pregnancy. I was world. like, if yeah, I could it. talk to God right now, if I could go back in time and be like, this way of doing it is not the best way, <laughs> <laughs> then I would. And yeah. I feel like my relation. I believe when I say those things 
Heavenly Father like looks down and smiles at me like, oh, Ashley. Infinite patience. <laughs> or just like, that's just how you've always been. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, wait a minute. Are we even starting with a news story first? Or are we going to dive right into this one? We should probably just dive right in. I think we're diving in just because, guys, we are leaving at eight o'clock today for Disney World. And we're so excited, just, but there's so much to do. We are doing our very hardest to like cope with the mass amounts of stress that are befalling us right now. Like, I'm pretty good. Ashley's the one who's stressed out. She has an irrational yeah. fear of flying. I, some would say it's rational. Also an irrational fear of alligators. And we're flying to Florida full of alligators. I don't have an irrational <laughs> fear of alligators. I have an irrational, which it may be rational fear of that there are alligators hiding in places. Look. Listeners from Florida, please write Ashley an email. I've been to Florida and I've seen them. <laughs> also, like, Ballon I'm doing my best naive. to tell Ashley that you're much more likely to die driving than flying. But and none of these things work. I just have to meet her emotionally and be like, boo, I know. I love you. I'm here for you. I will protect us. And everything's going to be okay. And I rub her hand and I, I rub her tummy. Be there. And I sing, nani, nani, No, that's nani. not real. That's from a movie. Just kidding. I don't do that. But... Anywho. It's going to be fun. Once it's over and we're there, it's going to be awesome. Anyways, Ashley's just stressing. And we just found now, out one of my best friends is coming and Dallin and I are going to have a Disney date night because we're oh switching off babysitting and I'm so excited. I'm so excited for that. We haven't decided yet, but I think we're going to do it in Animal Kingdom. Date night in Animal Kingdom. But I was thinking today and I just thought about how cool it would be to do Tower of Terror with you too. I thought Maybe we wanted we'll to do stuff we hadn't done before. to Tower of Terror because we have a park hopper. How long are they going to babysit for us? I don't know because I kind of have like a two hour thing. Yeah, I know. So we got to make Three choices hours. because it takes a long time to get there. Anyways. My hope, guys, this is my hope. We get there. We do a big park day. Our kids crash and we leave mm -hmm. for an unknown amount of time. Anyways, we'll podcast more about Disney later after we go. But for now, we're going to dive into what we wish we knew about kids before having kids. And let me just let us just preface this with. Oh, yeah, I was going to down only, to preface this too. are only two years old. So we know nothing about older kids. This older is more kids, like what I wish I knew about like babies and toddlers, the newborn land and toddlerville before we had that. Yeah. And it's kind of with a caveat. We had one baby and then we unexpectedly had another baby. 18 months later. 18 months later. So I was pregnant when George was eight months old, basically. Or, or nine eight months, months old. old. Barely later. nine months old. It's little less than 18 months. Yeah. So that's like the preface. And I don't know what else to say for that. That is your preface. For two and a half years, we've learned what you can learn in two and a half years. Ashley and I are not yeah, like so professionals, but we've studied books and we care we, a lot and we've read a and lot. And we've just so. lived through this and it's been really hard for us and really has challenged us. And we let us also preface by saying like, we love those babies so much and have given our lives to them and we would do it over again. Like we're so grateful for them, but there are not all of the moments were magical. There were so many magical moments and hopefully we can touch on a few, but I think the things that a lot of people want to hear about is how we got through the not magical things. Yeah. Cause all you hear from your parents and your grandparents who want you to have babies <laughs> are just the magical things. And there's so many, like there's so many magical moments, like 
like the whole labor thing isn't very magical, but like when you first meet your baby is so magical. It's such a special feeling. And when you're in the hospital with your new baby is so magical. But and then it gets real, real quick. But there's still like when they smile <laughs> at you and when you hold them and when you nurse them and when you show them something new for the first time, like we like have, that's why we vlog. We treasure those magical moments. Yeah. This podcast might feel a little negative, but we're seeing it with a very like loving we love our kids and we just want we just want it to be real we want you to understand what's coming if you're about to have kids for the first time like we want to help you understand like the reality of it as best as we can also like put a hopeful perspective on it but also also just help you help you understand what you're getting yourself into (laughs) it's kind of like just know like i don't know whenever i would babysit i would just hate it because i'd be like who kids are the worst (laughs) like i hated babysitting i just did it for money but when you and when I was a kindergarten teacher, I was always so glad to be like, bye, go back to your mom's. Bye. But when I had and I was afraid when I had my own kids that I wouldn't be able to deal with the things that you have to deal with. But you do because you just there's you just love your baby more than other babies. Yeah. So wait, was that your number one? Was that your first thing? Uh, maybe that's my first thing. I was not a child person. Like I never wanted to hold other people's babies ever. Mm-hmm. I just like I don't care. <laughs> They're beautiful. I just don't want them. So what's the what's the point? The point is if that's how you are, like you will like your baby. My friend my friend is pregnant right now and she was like me. Maybe that's why we were best friends and I talked to her a lot and I'm just like you are going to love your baby. Don't even worry. Like how you felt when you were a nanny is not how you're going to feel when it's your baby. It is different. It's very different. I was opposite. Like I enjoyed holding babies for a little bit, but I never once had to care for a baby. When it started crying, I'm like, well, here you go. And I just left. And my guess, my first point was like... Dallin never had... Which I... My first point was if like... (laughs) Let me just say that like all the parents listening have already had kids. I hope you can listen to this and laugh along and be like, oh yeah. Or, Or like tell us if you disagree with something. We'd love to hear your perspective as well. So this is like for everybody. So parents to be like enjoy this hopefully you get something from it people who are already parents i hope you're enjoying this too because hopefully you can relate to a lot of these things i my first point would be do what ashley did and actually babysit it was like i was gonna say that because i never cared for children and i think that's a societal thing where people think oh i have a girl child i'm gonna help her get to know how to take care of other girl of other babies and Mm -hmm. like like my mom had us in babysitting class so that we could be good babysitters. And I just, maybe because I was just a girl and hanging around moms, I was always around babies. I felt like, not always, but more than you. Dallin I had never done once. nothing. Having a baby, I had or zero idea what I was getting myself into. I think into. that would be such a valuable thing. Like we want to get George a baby doll and help him to learn how to be gentle. I mean, he kind of has a baby doll in James, but... And Margaret. And Margaret. He has a Margaret. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just teaching him how to but be like, gentle. Yeah. And- if you're just married, you know, and, and everybody who already has kids would probably agree with this, like babysit together and just understand what it's like, uh-huh. just so you can... Just it's so you can have like, a, sli- a tiny idea of what it's like going into having a baby, because I had no idea what to expect. And the hard thing, if I could boil down parenthood to one word, it would be selflessness. And it's really hard to be selfless if you don't have a lot of practice being completely selfless. 
Oh, and I'm okay. not saying Dallin is a selfish person, but he hadn't had a lot of experience just being like, oh, I'm really hungry right now, but I can't eat because I'm holding this baby or because my kids are screaming. And it's just really hard to just dive into that world of suddenly all of your needs are kind of like are are one spot back in the line where it's kind of get your kids happy and then you can be happy and then you're all happy together. Because yeah. if you go the other way and you feed yourself before your kids or you watch this show before they're asleep. You just can't enjoy it because they're because screaming. Because they're just mad. And mad. It's, they're just not developmentally able to let you enjoy yeah. things. And they like they're everything. Here's another one. With babies, probably until four, I would say four, maybe three. Like everything is urgent. There's no there's no cognitive ability to be patient or to have empathy or to think of someone else before themselves. Like you can work on teaching those things, but they're just in this urgent mindset where I'm hungry. I want to eat now. Yeah. If I don't eat now, everything's falling apart or I'm tired. If someone doesn't help me fall asleep now, everything's going to fall apart. That's the amygdala that they're born with. The right. prefrontal cortex doesn't even start developing until they're like two. Luckily I had all this kindergarten, like child development, all these classes, I see what they're doing and it makes sense to me because I understand they're not cognitively there. If George is having a tantrum, it's because he's emotionally like just exploding inside. Uh -huh. And Dallin's over there just, I mean, we've he's, comparing, he's him learned, to an comparing him to an adult and being like, this behavior is unacceptable. And he doesn't act on that. But well, I've learned a lot no, about but what like, to expect. In your mind, it just stresses you out so much. It's just, if you don't understand what's going on in the child brain and you think of it as a human brain, you just think, what is wrong with my kid? We're moving pretty fast. This was like my fifth point. Oh, but it's just hard. I would say maybe study up on some like developmental milestones. Yeah. Just so, so wait, when... we're going to, we'll talk. Yeah. Well, okay. I guess we can talk about this now, I guess. Okay. Um, Having developmentally appropriate expectations for yes, your kids. Yes, that's the right word. Good. That's it. Yeah. Because I started off like George is one. He starts to act for himself a little bit. Now he's like two and a half. He's definitely starting to it's learn like that he can act creature. for himself and have like autonomy and realize that he can make his own decisions and rebel. And um, and so I like if you at first I was like, like expecting him to behave and act like an adult. And I'm just slowly realizing because we that that is a fruitless hope and it will just make me frustrated all day, every day, because he literally is just starting to develop his prefrontal cortex, which does the rational thinking and decision-making. The amygdala is like the, the part of the brain that's like a thousand million years old and makes like fight or flight decisions. Like, like I need food right now. I need to run right now, or I need to fight right now. Or I like, like the very basic survival instincts and George is just starting to get out of that and learn that he can make his own decisions and stuff and also learning that there's consequences to things. And if you just realize that like you, you can't expect them to behave well, you have to like teach them just, and let their brain develop, yeah. you have to then see you'll it. have a lot more happiness and you'll understand them better and you won't get frustrated so easily and you can help them through it because the terrible twos are only terrible because you're comparing them to an adult. Like they don't think they're being terrible. Right. They're just, just realizing that. And it's, it's so hard in the moment to to like leave that moment and look at the broad spectrum like of out. a lifespan and be in your mind, tell yourself, oh, this is like, this is a, a learning curve moment where like they're gaining experience and just getting, getting another brick of like of experience so that they can build on that and become the human you want them to be instead of just 
thinking to yourself, that behavior is unacceptable. That makes me so mad. What's wrong with my child? And, and we then, get there. Like we are there all day, but yeah. <laughs> we have to pep talk ourselves. We have ourselves. to control ourselves and be like, look, his brain is not nearly as developed has, as ours. He has no, he has nothing to build off of. He's at step one and step one is just doing whatever I want and expecting it to be given to me because that's all that I have and have known. Yeah. And why would, why, why can't I have that? That's all like, if you think of it from his perspective, he's just sitting there asking for something. George doesn't think he's throwing a tantrum to be like a bad kid, like comparing him to an adult. Yeah. That would be totally unacceptable. He's but just like crying. He's at step one with his brain mad. development. I swear, like every day I go in and get George out of bed. The first thing he says to me is, I'm so mad. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's luckily he's such he's so in touch with his emotions somehow. Ashley's done a good he's job. He's very at in touch him. with them. Yeah. Thank you, Daniel Tiger. But he he tells us, and most of the day he's mad, sad, or disappointed because things aren't going how George would want them to go. Every once in a while, he's like, "I'm so happy," yeah. which it makes me happy because he's like riding his purple scooter I know, we're or like, eating finally, food. Finally, you know, we've been trying all day yeah, to get you to happy, giving him a snack or like having fun together as a family, or like going to the aquarium. Or hopefully, but he's saying this while we're at Disney World this week. Life is a hard thing for a person who like George who doesn't understand why good things and things he want can't be happening to him all the time. Yeah, so he's learning about consequences and that there's rules and that's why the terrible twos are quote unquote terrible. We're just learning it's like, just hard. it's like he's having this major reality check. Yeah, it's reality check time or like he starts to have reality checks. Which is checks. kind of sad. I wish he didn't have to exist in reality. I know. Well, so bringing it back to the parent and like the psychology of like being a parent and how your life changes so much, um, I guess like this is going back to after you right after you have a baby just accept the fact that your life will never be the same and I that's wrote okay. that down too yeah good we all wrote the same things <laughs> we didn't write this together we didn't ashley and i spent like 10 minutes in silence like putting down our thoughts before this um that was hard for us it was so hard and it still is it's hard for us not like don and i had such a magical like dating time and we our, had so much fun our first two years of marriage we're just magical. And we would go to the gym together. We did we everything make that made meals us, together. We basically lived as George wants to live. I we know. did everything that makes us happy. Eat food in bed and watch shows together. We, we go on a, snuggled we for hours. We went on hours. a cruise together to Alaska. Sunday Sundays after church, we would just come home from church and crash and make each other burritos. Or quesadillas. Quesadillas and just lounge for like four hours. Watch The Office literally all day. And then after we lounged, we would go for this beautiful Gosh, walk. That was so nice. And then after a beautiful walk, we would like play a game or heaven Read forbid, the scriptures. Make out. <laughs> yeah. We would just, it was this magical time. And then we had kids and we, I wrote down, I thought all my life that having kids like be unmarried ashley thought about the steps of life and there was get married and that'll be magical and it was and then have kids and that will make all of the magic like throw on sprinkles on top of that make it so much more beautiful like a disney movie just uh -huh. and i thought that would happen and i was so excited to have a baby and to get pregnant because all i thought was that it would be wonderful and turns out pregnancy i mean it just sucked for me and we can talk about that. Like, I definitely struggle. We probably should I, now. I probably, 
Well, in another vlog. In another podcast. Like, just in short, I think I had a lot of emotional struggles while I was pregnant. And it's just not knowing what to expect. All you no, hear I are, the, are just, the good I things. I think I might be one of those people that kind of gets depressed when they're pregnant. There's a lot of emotional things going on. The second time around was kind of better because I didn't think I was crazy the whole time. Mm-hmm. The first time around with George, I just thought I had gone crazy and I had lost who I was and I was this other person and I didn't even like have, I didn't think I, I didn't love myself how I was and I didn't think you could love myself. And there was just a lot of stress about me feeling crazy. When I say crazy, just like I felt like a different person. Yeah. I didn't feel like my personality. That's probably a good way of saying it. And that was like a really hard to get through. Anyways, I thought it would all be magical and it wasn't. And then post baby wasn't. Or maybe just a different kind of magical. And I think I just, it was just really hard for me. Yeah. It was kind of like walking through the mists of darkness. Yeah. To um, a great end. It's beautiful. But... Having a baby is like beautiful. The idea of it, but the practical, like app, the I, practical things of James, having a baby. I, I, we got a lot of, of flack with the pregnancy announcement with James at Target where I basically cried and said I didn't want this. And like all honesty, I didn't because I was so afraid to go back to that place. I felt like I had just crawled out of this like mild to maybe not mild depression slash just didn't feel like myself. And I'd finally like started feeling like old Ashley, just able to be happy and like spontaneous. And just, I looked more normal and I just felt more like myself. And then in the blink of an eye, I was pregnant again and it all started over. And that is why I cried. Not because I didn't love babies or I wasn't, I didn't treasure her life. It was just, I was so afraid to go back because I didn't know if I could climb out of it again. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you just, yeah, maybe it like affects your hormones worse than other women. Cause I know some women who just, well, at least maybe that's all I see on social media are like the positive, happy moments talking about how much they love being Not pregnant. Not if you watched our vlogs. <laughs> but like our, yeah, I I guess this is just, like I said earlier, I've never been so like intimately involved with a pregnancy so i've learned that it's definitely not just this magical well, I wonderful guess thing we could say that's a thing we've learned that well, your experience with children and the your overall, experience as a pregnant person yeah will not be like anyone else's experience yeah don't compare yourself to so others don't have those expectations the overall why about being pregnant like bringing like a child into this world like a giving a spirit a body and all of that like is a beautiful thing and like we understand that definitely no and that's what i said i wasn't sad about having a baby Uh i was sad about i didn't i was scared to go back to that i don't know like this hormonal upheaval yeah it's definitely it feels like hormonal upheaval that's crawling out of this it's like trying to suck you in and you can't get out and so yeah obviously actually had very bad pregnancies so there's like some days where you're like oh i feel normal again and it's like a surprise and you forgot you could ever feel that way man that's sad yeah it was really hard yeah uh so getting back to our original point is that your life will change after you have a baby and that's okay and pretty much everything that you used to be able to do you have to like build yourself into a new person normal except the new normal which like that has come upon you we are not there we're not totally there but we're learning we are and we're a lot better and i will say this it was Life with one baby was much easier to accept the new normal 
than two. I thought I felt like two really just amped it up hard. Yeah, it's it's a whole new ball game. And then all of you people with more than two kids are like, oh, you don't even know. And that's why we're like, oh, maybe we never will. Maybe we never will. Yeah. Um, but so like you have this new role as a parent and the sooner that you accept that and and want to do good at it and learn all you can about it so that you can do good at it and rock it is like the sooner you will be happier and like you can't compare your new life to your old life because it's totally different and there are new ways to have joy that you didn't have before and there are new ways to not have joy you know but even in those moments those like dark hard why did i do this moments and i mean like there were why did i do this moments for us they were fleeting but i think everyone might have those Mm -hmm. within those moments there's still it's such a controversy in your mind like a mental hard thing because part of your mind is is just saying how hard this is and why did I do this but then the other part of your mind all it can think about is how much you love your kids so it's just kind of it's like this it's corner the that you get paradox. back into a paradox yeah yeah a dichotomy where you're miserable sometimes but even in your miserable moments you you can't ever deny that you want them or and you that look in their you eyeballs and they're like the most away. purest spirit that is like and such a treasure just, to have in your house and then you feel so bad for ever feeling that way and it's more like you're miserable because you feel like you're failing somehow because you're not as happy as you should be because you have these two magical blessings in your life yeah it's just something you can never even prepare yourself totally for that feeling the dichotomy maybe that's happiness maybe being in a really hard moment and wishing you could leave but choosing not to because it's also beautiful because it's so wonderful like i walk into james's room when she just woke up and it's like the cutest most beautiful thing in the world she's like laying in her crib in her cute little nursery smiling at me well it's just such a holy experience a, having a baby like it, it's in a your very home. spiritual experience if you don't believe in God or or all of that stuff, that's cool. But I think even those people, when they are in the presence of an infant and they have the, um, I don't know, like the noble calling of caring for them, that there are moments where they can just feel how, I don't even know what the word is. Divine. Divine, the act of caring for a child is. It's a beautiful thing and it helps you like, it's just, it's something you've never felt before. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, the it's first just, you year can't is deny. magical with a baby. It's you just so pure and holy. I, the, the highest highs and the lowest lows have been during like, since like, we've had kids. Mm-hmm. And we say one was so fun and two is hard. But if I like take a second and think about George as a baby, we had some really hard struggles through that. And mm-hmm. I think you kind of forget when you move past that, like when, when the ages change and they grow up, you look back and you're, you think, Oh, that was so much easier than this. But George was hard. George was a hard baby. He's really hard. He woke up like every hour for like, for a year, for a year. And we're not even exaggerating. He had a, I think he had a lip tie. I don't know what that's called. The doctors in the hospital said it was really tight. His top lip was really tight and to his top teeth. And even when we took him to the dentist a month ago, they were, he was like, wow, I'm surprised they didn't clip that. And he had a really hard time nursing. 
and I was just determined to nurse and I did, but it was, I would just cry while he nursed cause he would try and nurse and cry. And there was a mm. lot of milk and there was a lot of like pain and there was a lot of sad George. Yeah. And then I was also just a basket case. And so was I, because like I spent a lot of fruitless, I, I wasted a lot of energy wondering why it had to be like this. Like, why is it so hard? Why, like, why don't babies, babies just, just come sleep? and be great at nursing? Why don't they just James eat? was great at nursing. Like why? And I, and, the, and you'll never have the question answered. So save yourself a ton of time and frustration and stop asking why when we and had, just start asking, how can I help? What can I do? Or like when we had kids was when I started praying every day to love them more tomorrow. Yeah. Pray and for to love. have more patience than I could ever imagine having. That's a good prayer. I should have started praying that a lot sooner. Because you just feel like you're at the end of your rope sometimes and you know you need a longer rope. Mm -hmm. And I still have to remind myself not to ask why. Why is why are toddlers so hard? Well, I'm understanding a little bit more why now. I still You'll still never understand totally why. Like why in the brain's development does it have to be so crazy? Why can't they just like come with manners or come with the understanding of of what's right and what's wrong. But like in the grand scheme of things, I guess it's, they have to learn to, to act for themselves and you can't really understand how to act for yourself until you understand the opposition of two things mm -hmm. and learning the opposition of those two things for themselves takes time and takes frustration. It takes a lot of tears and screaming and it takes an infinite amount of patience from you of the parent who doesn't have infinite patience like God does. And Feelings will get hurt, emotions will rise, and it's just a time that takes a lot of patience and forgiveness and understanding and patience and more patience and love and more love. Yep. And we say these things like we're perfect at it. No. Trust us, we are not. Trust us? We are saying these things because we are in them, and when we say, so, I don't know, like we're in the moment where we cry about it still. And just feel like pathetic parents sometimes. Yeah. And also we just enjoy the small victories where like we relate to George on an emotional level first and then kind of bring in the left brain analytical side where we teach him like help help teach him the logic behind it. And he's like, okay. Yeah. And, and it's mm -hmm. like, oh, I just did something for my kid. He's like, and his brain is better for it now. And you just, and it feels really cool. It's really fulfilling to be able to do that for a two-year-old. And we are relishing in those moments because we're, like, we're seeing very slowly that we are like blessing this baby. And I think the, the, like the joys come a lot later in life. It's, it's very front loaded with all the hardness and stuff you have to go through and it's definitely still gonna be hard like teenagers i hear are really hard also really wonderful mm -hmm. but like it's definitely front loaded with with a lot of difficulties but we'll see the fruits of our labors later in life i think one thing they'll become more apparent later in life okay i have one i have become eternally grateful for my religious beliefs during this time um how come okay so if you guys for those of you who don't know, or just, I think anyone would become grateful for religious beliefs, but our specific religious beliefs as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or Mormons is that 
It's Christian. Christian. Yeah. Like it's a Christian, but the, you know, like every Christian sect has different like beliefs kind of regarding mm-hmm. details. Yeah. Um, and one of those details is that we believe before we were born that we were spirit children of heavenly father and not just like angels in heaven. Like we believe we had our personalities and that we had relationships and that we had genders, genders and just like all that, like how I am now on earth was probably how I was in heaven. Maybe I was a little bit more nice. I don't know. (laughs) But, um, so I always tried to keep that in mind regarding George and James. Like when George is having a hard day and I am at the end of my patience, I try and remember that in heaven, he wasn't, he wasn't like this baby. He wasn't held back by his mortal frame. But in heaven, he was, he was like me. He was like an adult kind of like he was adult version George I'm I'm guessing just like an eternal an eternal being right with infinite potential and he was probably my friend or I looked up to him and somehow in the scheme of things he was able to be my child but in in heaven he wasn't my child he was your brother my brother um so when I deal with him and parent him I try and imagine like grown-up George who was my best friend I want to be able to go back to heaven and for us to like know all and to understand all things and for him to look at me and be like, thank you for having patience with me in that moment. And thank you for being so kind to me in that moment because like, because I deserve that. And because I'm like, I'm just like you. I'm not just this child. Mm -hmm. I try and remember that. That's good, boo. That's beautiful. Yeah. There was another one, but I forgot it. But that's kind of like what I cling to when days are hard. There's a quote from one of the leaders of our church. He said, if we could remember who we were before we came to this earth, our trials would be laughable. Yeah. So I guess I try and remember who George was before he came to this earth. That he's like an eternal spirit with infinite potential And if you don't believe that, I think it helps to just imagine your child as an adult who is your friend, who has the same mental capacity as you and who you're just dealing with them in a a season of their life where they don't have the cog, like they don't have all that you have, all the tools that you have to deal with life. And they will be so grateful to you if you can treat them with humanity and respect and love dignity and dignity that they deserve. Yeah. Dignity is a good word. That's kind of the word I was trying to get to. These are all things Ashley and I are trying to do. Again, we said we're not perfect at it, but these are things we're reminding ourselves of every day. And we know that we'll be better parents but for that's it. That's just what I cling to like that moment. Hopefully one day, whether it's in heaven or whether it's on earth where probably when George has kids, he'll realize we're, that George or James can look at me and just be like, I understand that all those hard things, like it was so hard for you, but thank you for treating me with dignity. Yeah. I don't think my mom ever had to deal with me. I was probably a perfect child. (laughs) I don't know. I've had to deal with a lot. (laughs) Yeah, no, I've become so much more grateful for all I imagine my mom had to go through. I don't remember much of me being a toddler, but I'm sure it wasn't all kicks and giggles. Mm-hmm. Do you have one? Because I have a lot more. 
There was something I was going to say, but I forgot. Um, let me look through my notes. Okay, I can go while you're looking. Okay. I wish I could have worked on my... Oh, I remember real okay. quick. It yeah. just it was tied to this and then we'll move on. Okay. Um, you We've mentioned a few things about brain development and stuff like that. If you're interested in learning more, there's a book that I'm reading called The Whole Brain Child. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very, very good. I'm not done yet, but that's where I learned like they're just starting to develop their prefrontal cortex, you know, and 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 starting off relating to them from the right brain, the emotional side, and then bringing in the left brain analytical side to help them make sense of how they're feeling and stuff like that. And understanding the development process of the brain just to give you more context on how to relate to your child. That's what I'm learning reading the whole brain child. And it's really, really good. That's been super helpful for Dallin. Like all I really need to hear is they're not, that's expectation is not developmentally appropriate. Yeah. But it really has helped you to, understand the science i just need to know the as much as i can like the why behind it i'm one of the one of those people that has to understand the why behind it or else i don't feel like and i'm always like that's just how it is and i'm like but why Just accept what it is but why that's what i'm always asking so this has helped me understand a lot about why and if you're one of those people i highly recommend the whole brain child is not sponsored it answers some of those why questions yeah it answers a lot of why questions for me okay I wish I could have worked on coping with my own shortcomings a little bit more before I had kids. You said this one for marriage too. I did. Oh yeah, I did. But it's a very valid point. I just, and I, I think if, I don't think I recognized all that I, and it's not like a huge struggle. I just have recognized. Like selfishness. I definitely recognize that in myself too. Parenthood has helped me become so much less selfish. I've no, I'm talking about like my anxieties. Like I've realized that that is a struggle I will probably always have. And it's not crippling and it's not a huge thing, but I definitely have more than you about. And I always have, like, I think when I was growing up, my anxieties were very like self-centered, not in a bad way, just like huge amounts of self-consciousness and just like crippling shyness because I was afraid to do something that would bring negative attention to me from friends or I was just afraid of like social, I guess it was social anxiety. Mm -hmm. So I was just really shy and I kind of worked through that. But I think anxiety is just something that manifests itself a little bit differently all throughout your life, just depending on your stresses. I'm just kind of going off my own feelings. So right now, I just wish I could have dealt with that a little bit more before having kids because there was a lot of kid related anxiety, like with other people coming like Like holding your baby holding i had i don't know and i don't know how much of that was motherly instinct and how much of that was anxiety and like feeling because there's a whole heap of emotions and hormones and things that just do a whole lot to you like just mother bear stuff just like like even now like i stress i if i could like stare at my kids all day and like watch them breathe i would but I would be unhappy, so I don't. But there's like this small desire in me that wants to do that. Or just, I don't know, like I have a lot of anxieties leaving them, a lot of anxieties just watching George. Ashley's freaking out about the fact that any alligator lives in Florida right now. Like, and we're going to Disney and World. And it's irrational. Or just, I don't know, like even like letting Dallin take the kids 
and I can't be there to see that they're safe and see that they're happy and see that no one's breaking their hearts. I have to tell Ashley before I leave that I will drive the speed limit. Like <laughs> all those things. And it's just a rat or just when we driving is a huge thing for me. Like she also hates driving. And I hate it because I just imagine the whole time, like we could get rear ended. Like we've seen it happen. And I know people who have been in terrible accidents with their kids, but like, I don't know who those drivers are. Like, it's just, they're all just, they're probably rational fears, but it's irrational anxiety. Yeah. And I, I'm just like, look, either we stay in our house all day or we go do this right. and take the and small I'm just, risk. I'm just saying, I wish I had more, I had figured out more coping mechanisms so that I could have nipped them in the bud a lot sooner. Yeah. Slash, I probably need to find better coping mechanisms presently. That's something that we want to do. We want to go to a counselor soon. Yeah, but and because I think just, that's so healthy, everybody should have a counselor. Uh, a counselor, just a counselor who knows how to therapist, deal with issues, so that therapist. they can just tell couples them how to deal with their issues. Yeah, and a personal therapist. I think it's obviously expensive, and so, I think we're just entering into the time of life where that can be like start thinking about doing that. Yeah. We'll still have to figure out how it would fit into our budget, but it's something we both want to do because uh, just to be our yeah. best selves for ourselves saying, and for our kids. I always knew I had anxiety, but. I feel like I never, I was able to cope with it just because it, I was always doing things. I was, it was a very self-centered life because it was just me when I was single and I was always doing things. I would never do anything that would cause me anxiety. So I was just, but when you have kids and a spouse, like you have to do things sometimes that don't coincide with like peaceful, calm Ashley. Yeah. And I wish I had figured out how to cope with that better in those moments instead well, of like getting like lashing out in anger, like, and, and you don't know why you don't know what's going on in my head. Or I'm just, just like, is my wife crazy? <laughs> yeah. And I don't want you guys to think I'm crazy. There's just been moments where it's stressful and I'm like pushed to do things that I so don't want to do. Uh huh. And I've had to learn a lot about anxiety too. And it's helping me to be a lot more empathetic towards Ashley instead of just dismissing her as a crazy person. Right. And, and um, I just don't, uh, okay. Like I am probably very low spectrum anxiety compared to others. Like it's not like this crippling thing for me just sometimes leads to me having like a meltdown where I start crying and Dallin doesn't know why. Yeah. And it, it's just like little things. Like if I could just verbalize better, if you did this, it would help me. I just never practiced that and I never learned how to cope with that we've come a long way yeah no we have and i think the next step but would i be think to... it could have been easier if i had more tools uh-huh yeah absolutely and me too so and i guess I think... my advice before i'm done cutting you off after this is just <laughs> if you have issues like figure them out hard as best you can as... if you can afford time with therapists or not that we've been yet just but books too i never read anything oh yeah about books that. are we've learned so much yeah. So, so deal with your issues. Or just being in the state where you can attribute how you're feeling to an anxiety and not blame it on someone else. That's good. That's a gold nugget right there. You want to say that again? Attribute how you're feeling to an anxiety that may be irrational and not to someone else. But mm. I will say this. If you have irrational anxieties and you have a newborn, just go with them until because it's hard to sort out <laughs> what's irrational and what's like a motherly hormonal instinct yeah. and 
And just like give yourself like six months before you start working on those yeah, things. Unless you're- just trust your instincts. Like that's another point, I guess. Trust your parental instincts because you have them. Yeah, I tell that to new moms. A lot of feelings happen after you have a baby. And don't try and push yourself too hard. Like just just like follow those feelings for a while, whether it's I don't want people to come over or I'm only comfortable with these people holding my baby right now and I don't know why. To an extent, don't push yourself too far because in my in my experience, it just resulted in me like having breakdowns in the closet when everybody and their neighbor came over to hold my baby. So don't be afraid to say no when you're a new mom. Yep, you're in charge and it's your baby, so you make the rules. Right, and even if you don't really agree with what your pediatrician is saying, follow your heart. Yeah, and I guess that's another point too. You'll get so much advice and 90% of it will probably be wrong or, or, just or not, not like a, feel not right applicable to you. to you. And and don't compare yourself to others. Everybody has their own journey. Every child is different. Like like follow your instincts, pray, ask for guidance and and listen to your child. Listen to your child and and just make your own like like do it how you feel is best and study up the principles, not the specific details that other people tell you or how to do it. Like we've just been doing for 40 minutes. I feel like we've been giving you principles, not like specific things. I think if you boil this down, it's just like follow your heart. Yeah, follow your heart and and don't listen to a lot of the advice. And just prepare yourself by trying to be your best self. Yeah, because Um, you're the parent and not anybody else. Just going off of that, if you are a mother or a prospective mother who is nursing or wants to nurse, I would use the website Kelly Mom. Is it .com or .org, Dal? Let me look it up. That helped me a lot. It kind of debunks all of the advice everyone gives you and kind of has a very much mother-baby, best-for-mom, best-for-baby thing approach. Did you find it? Kelly Mom. KellyMom.com, yeah. It's a really good resource for breastfeeding and parenting. And it kind of you can search by question. So it's really nice. And I did that a lot and it made me not feel crazy when other people were telling me I was crazy for doing things the way I wanted to do them. Cool. That's good. Yeah. Hopefully we've been giving you guys some practical things. If you have any more questions, feel free to message us on Instagram, uh, Instagram or email hello dashleys at gmail.com is probably the best way to reach us. I feel so bad, but we've let Facebook messenger messaging just like go. We haven't. <laughs> we so tried. Many, there's just so we, many. There's and so many. We feel we're so bad. We're getting to them not as fast as they're coming in. Yeah. But we haven't. We love you. And we spend um, hours answering those. We, and we, we love respond it. as much as we can. We love it so much. We want to connect with you guys like in as real ways as possible and just know that. Okay. And um, we're so sorry if we haven't messaged you back yet. I thought a great way to end this. There's one more thing that I thought oh, about. Oh, okay. But then I have a way to end it. Cool. Um, I haven't even gotten to this point part in the book yet in whole brain child, but they talk about how your child's brain will mirror your brain as it develops in ways that we don't totally understand, but it has to do with mirror neurons. And so your mental health and your self-awareness and your self-confidence or lack thereof will transfer to your child. So like these things that we've been talking about, what Ashley talked about dealing with her 
issues that she has before like the child nobody can nobody's perfect and everybody has issues but as much as you can to like study up and to work on your self-confidence and your self-awareness and get rid of irrational anxieties as much as you can just at least be aware of them or patient will all transfer to your child for the better and your child's brain will like as, as you know you're a lot like your parents in certain ways mirror neurons are very real and your child's brain will will mirror your brain in a lot of ways. So this is another reason why Ashley and I both want to do therapy, just to have like have as much self-awareness and a healthy psychology as we can, because we want to raise confident, like whole-brained children. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Who have more of our good attributes than Who our bad. Who have more of our good attributes than our bad attributes. That was yes. it. And I'm excited to read more about that. I'm not even done with the book but it's a good book. Okay. To end this, I thought it would be a good thing. Wait. I thought a good way to end this would be to say our favorite things about George and James. I'd love to. So like one favorite thing each. Do you want me to start or do you want to start? You start. Okay. So my favorite thing about George, well, one of them, I'm just listening one of them because we could go on. I List a few. Not, Not tons, but just list a few. Well, I was just going to do one. Okay. Yeah. Do your top. Gosh. Sorry. There's just a lot to love about them. I know. I just wanted, I wanted to say like one big one for you. And I hope this hasn't come off as too negative. That's why I wanted to end this way. There's so much good about parenting. There is. And And it's such a beautiful thing. I feel good about what I said. I don't feel like I trashed it. I hope you guys understand that we're just trying to be real with you and maybe just telling you things that your parents or grandparents didn't tell you. We're basically <laughs> maybe just, that's what we should title this. Basically, we're what just, your grandma didn't tell you about. We're parenting. touching on our struggles. <laughs> yeah. We're just touching on our struggles. Uh-huh. But we have a lot of successes too. We do. And, and just so you know, it's a beautiful thing and you shouldn't shy away from it, even though it's so it'll be the hardest thing you've ever done. Right. Okay. My favorite thing about George, or one of them right now, is how emotionally in touch he is it's it's, it's really cute and kind it's of beautiful. intriguing like i don't know where that came from he's and he's already think better he just, at it than me i think i think he just came this way and it's really cool to see like to look back on the baby he was and to kind of understand that trait in the baby that he was by knowing the toddler that he is like you see it looking back um like all the time he'll just tell us i feel really mad right now mom I feel I feel so sad and I'm crying. Like he says that he to me. He says that. It, it's, it's so crazy to me. He's like, I'm crying. Or he'll hug James and he'll look at her when she's smiling and he'll say, I made that baby so happy. Yeah. But there's like a flip side too where if Dallin or I, if like I'm sad or if Dallin's mad or sad, he'll come up to us and he'll be like, why are you so mad? He's like, are you okay, dad? Are you okay, dad? He always, he asks everyone if he sees someone who's sad or just looks stressed or even happy, he'll just go up to him and be like, are you okay? You okay? It's so, so special. It's just like the special part of his soul that is so empathetic and that's hard to teach. It's so beautiful to me. And I think it's just one of his like spiritual gifts. He was just given that special blessing to, to see emotions. And I love that about him. Okay, what do you love about George? About George? I love how precocious he is. He's so curious and just wants to like... And thoughtful. And so thoughtful. He's so He's in methodic yeah. and he... 
um he just like he like he likes to explore things and but i also see him see certain attributes of myself in him like like how specific he is about certain things. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love it. He's definitely my son and it's so Down, cute. I'll be over there like beating my head against the wall because like George will only eat with his pink fork on his <laughs> orange plate if he has this much ketchup and Dallin comes in and he's like, what's the issue? Of course. <laughs> like, uh, like, duh, this is just the way it has to be. Yeah, like, <laughs> and I'm like, do not encourage this. <laughs> yeah, okay. James. Okay, I see in James so many things that I have struggled with. Like I see in her, like she has the strengths that are my weaknesses, I think. She just seems so just like she's just fearless. Like she is. things don't like even George when he was her age, like George wouldn't touch food and I was like and he wouldn't play he only played with one toy. He had a lot of like I think he has I think that's going to be something that we have to work on with him. Just he has a lot of, he shies away from things that are new or different or hard. Mm -hmm. But James just like jumps into it. And I just love like, I love that she can just be happy anywhere and that nothing really scares her. And she just like, she's just like this joyful creature who's not encumbered by fear or anxiety or any of that stuff yet and i don't think she will be we're gonna do our best to help her develop i just like see it in her i don't think i think she's just gonna be this like eternally free spirit she's so cute Mm -hmm. i love that about her you have to have your own (laughs) this is good this is healthy we should say these things more often i know um what i love about james I love, man, you said what I was going to say. Oh, I can say another one. No, I, she's just so pure and kind. She's still so little right now. These are good ones for her. Mm -hmm. She's fearless. Like she will just go and she sees that she wants to go somewhere and she'll just go. If that means like crawling over my legs where she could topple and land on her face, she will. Or if she's on the bed. And well, she hasn't experienced the consequence of falling off the bed yet, but she knows that she sees something on the floor that she wants and she'll just crawl. And I'll literally like be there waiting to catch her. And she just goes and just fly right off the bed and just bounce on the floor if I didn't catch her. And I just like, I just have my hands right there and she just goes off the bed and I grab her hips and I hold her upside down and I just stare at her and I'm like, you were going to fall off the bed. And she's just like, I think James is so cute. I think her most fearless attribute is just, and I like see it in her so strong because I was the opposite. I was such a quiet girl and I just was more of an observer, probably like George. Like I get that about him, but she just like, she just lets it all out. And she lets, she is, she like to a fault, like Dallin and I are going crazy over here. Because her like baseline volume is her just screaming happily. My ear was ringing seriously all but day it's not the other day. Her mad because she she's screams not sad. right in my ear. She just screams with joy. She does. And she doesn't hold back, and, and I love that about I love that about her too. Yeah, like it's like fearless. I want to be like that. I want to just shout if I'm happy. Or just it's just socially unacceptable. I know, and she doesn't feel that yet. And I hope if I'm she in the never store, does. I find like. Something I want to buy. I just want to be like, yes. (laughs) 
or something like that. And it's so hard because it's a scream where you think it's a pain, like she's in pain or mad. But then you look at her and, and she's just smiling. Like all of my mom instincts, like like your fight or flight, rescue your baby instincts, just like shoot off. And so like all day I'm feeling these things and I have to like, but you look at her and she's happy. So it's just like, I'm dealing with all of this. It's like adrenaline pumping through me every time she screams like that, mm -hmm. which is every four seconds. Mm -hmm. It's my brain still has, but she's just experiencing life to the fullest and not holding back. She's expressing herself. She's expressing herself and, and loving things that she learns. She's super good at communicating too. Little Maybe angel. that's a girl thing. I hear that's a girl thing where they're just, they, they communicate faster. Like she's already signing things. Yeah, she already does the hungry sign. And, and she knows how to give kisses. So George. cute. And she does high fives. With George, at the pediatrician would always be like, is he clapping? Is he waving? Is he... Like all the, the things they ask and I'd just lie and say yes. <laughs> because he wasn't. He was always just like two months behind on that. Yeah, but she's angel. kind of... I feel like she's ahead on that. Cool. Well, I hope you guys can see that we deeply love our kids and we're also very real about how parenting is, the good, the bad, the in-between. We're super empathetic to you guys. We're super empathetic. And, struggles. and we hope that we can like help you realize that you're not alone as well. Your struggles are real. Your happiness is real and validate some things you've been feeling lately if you're parents. And hopefully if you're looking forward to it, hopefully we've given you some insights, some things to look forward to, some takeaways that you can do right now before you have kids and that this was a helpful podcast for you. So let us know. We'd love to hear from you on Facebook or Instagram or email hello-leaves at gmail.com. You can send us voice messages in Anchor and we can hear those through the Anchor platform mm -hmm. for listening to podcasts if you want to do that, which would be really cool. Oh, huge shout out to the our like listeners who are supporting us. Yeah, more and more listeners are supporting us through Anchor as well, which is so awesome. The most common thing is just four ninety nine a month, which is so we're so so grateful for because these. We're do always take, so like what? We're like wow. They like, like us. They so like our podcast. So glad that you like that value much? our podcast enough to like help uh, help keep it going monetarily, and that that means a lot to us. So thank you, thank you, thank you for people who are supporting the podcast mm -hmm. like that. And um, yeah, we're forever grateful, and we're going to keep this up for you guys. And for us, we love it. And for us, this has been... So, I love sitting here talking with you. I know. It's like olden times. I know. Yeah. We should we should take time like this more often, which we do now because we have a podcast. Uh -huh. All right. Thank you guys. Have a great day and we will see you soon. Oops. I dropped my phone. Sorry, everyone. I, I just got like five text messages that my mom broke her wrist. So... Is it officially broken? It's officially broken. Oh my gosh. Ashley's mom broke her wrist. Well... See ya. <laughs> You're the big little life.